0: Lava and you're listening to the Road Freedom Pod. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at MatchLava, and today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021. And we are off with another week. It really hasn't been that crazy or that busy of a day. I've been busy, but there really hasn't been anything that's released, not really anything new that's really hit the the reselling waves airwaves I guess so there really isn't anything that's been new today and it's been just kind of a quieter day that that being said though tomorrow we do have a pretty big release we do have the Jordan One High Patina or I think they're being called like the rust I don't know some sort of rust colorway they were originally called the patinas and they came out on a couple sites and then they they got Push back, So I think some sites got stock and then either Nike decided they didn't have enough stock or they decided that all sites didn't have enough stock and pushed the release back. But I saw that some people got them in hand way, way early, like a few weeks back. And then the rest of them were pushed back till tomorrow. So those come out on May 4th, which May the 4th. So that'll be, I'm going to imagine there'll be something to do with Disney tomorrow if they have some sort of like Star Wars release or something like that. So be kind of keeping out an eye for that and and pay attention to that. But other other than those things, we really haven't had a lot and it's been kind of a quiet day. So I've really been working a lot on getting my new accounting software spreadsheet, whatever you want to call it, on Airtable put together. It's actually working now. I have a few more things that I need to do that'll probably take a little bit of time. But at this point it's basically like foolproof like it should not be difficult i'm also figuring out a way to add items in as they sell by sku number rather than just by their name i used to organize it all by item name so you can imagine how it's confusing whenever you have multiple items of the same type so let's say you have a bunch of sneakers that are all the same exact brand model size because that's how i like to do things if i'm going to buy a shoe i try and buy the same size get that listing moving and then as more sell it bumps the listing up in the search results and more and more eyes can get on it and more pairs can sell rather than spreading it out a bunch across uh, across a bunch of different sizes which you can also put those in a, a single listing too I just, I've never done that before so maybe I'll have to look into that actually but either way I it can get confusing if you don't have a custom SKU to designate which item you're selling. And so if you if you have a bunch of the same item sell, you're going okay. Well, first off, how do I determine whether or not this is item the first one or the last one or how many have sold? And it starts to get confusing. So I started to put like individual SKUs on them. So if I bought ten of an item, I number them on one through ten, and that was all right. It just wasn't like it wasn't how you would run a business. Like you wouldn't go to you wouldn't go to Microsoft or you wouldn't go to some sort of company that's actually like big and say here's how i do my accounting and they would look at you and laugh like that's not how they would do it so why would i do it that way it's not it's not how you build a big business so that's i'm trying to transition away from that and put SKU labels into my actual names themselves so it's a little bit easier and as i outsource that in the future it'll be easier for people to tell which ones have sold and there's a thing on ebay where you can put a custom label in each listing It's free, it doesn't cost anything. Nobody can see it except you. But whenever that item sells, it'll show you the custom label that you put in there and it'll only be visible to you. So you can see whether or not, like what the actual SKU number was. A lot of people put information like the price that they paid for it, the SKU number, all that kind of stuff in there. So whenever somebody gets an offer, you can go, oh, okay, well, here's how much we paid for it. This is how long we've had it for. If you put the date you bought it in there, like you can put all sorts of stuff in there. Most people just put their their actual SKU number there for their business what that item is, and they can just tell quickly, okay, here's where it's located, here's the item number, here's where I need to go back into my spreadsheet, and mark this one as sold. So that's what I'm going to be doing and, and trying to make that a little bit more streamlined. And it'll be nice. I'm I'm excited to get that out of the way, get the SKU system done, get some shelving units put in and and kind of get that whole thing taken care of. So that's what I'm looking at now. The other thing I'm looking at now is eBay fees, and and eBay fees are as confusing as anything you'll ever see, because if you have an eBay, if you have a regular eBay account, and you don't have a store, you're not paying for any, well, you're not paying for a, a basic or above store, so starter stores don't count. If you're not paying for a basic or above store, then you are you're pretty much set. It's not that hard to figure out the fees because there's only certain amounts of fees you can have. Like there's only like 10 different categories. Each one may have a couple variations. Typically, I don't even sell in those categories anyways. Like guitars and basses have their own category. I don't know why. I don't know if they sell a lot better on eBay than other platforms or eBay sells a lot of them. They have their own fee. So things like that. But there's only 10 of them if you don't have a store. If you have a store that opens up a whole lot of complexity because there's 60 of them, and if you're doing like a, a database system like I am, it opens up more complexity because you can't just keep one set of fees in there. You have to keep all the sets of fees in there since you started eBay so that all of your previous transactions keep the actual numbers from when they were done. So a little bit confusing there, but as I was going through this, I I didn't realize how eBay fees were done. I mean, it sounds really dumb and I feel I feel like just why wouldn't I have thought of this? Why wouldn't I have thought to go back and really review the eBay fee system? And I always thought, oh, I don't have enough time. Why not? It's the way we sell. Like these things kind of came into my mind as I was watching some YouTube and trying to figure out how people do business and just thinking this isn't the right way to do it. So I've been transitioning away from the way I've been doing things into a more sustainable, systematic way. But as I'm looking at it, there's there's two eBay fees. And a lot of people I don't think know this. eBay doesn't eBay doesn't come right out and, and give you like right in your face a video describing this or give you something that's really concrete. You have to do some digging. And while that's our responsibility to do the digging and it's our business, so we should, I'm still going to put it out there because I think that many people don't know. So that's what I'm going to talk about today is the two types of eBay fees and then how they'll impact you. So there's two types of eBay fees. There's a variable and there's a non-variable. The non-variable fee is a 30 cent transaction fee every time there's a transaction made on ebay you're charged 30 cents for it whether or not that transaction sticks whether or not the transaction goes through and then you get a return you cannot get that back when there's a transaction on ebay it is it's it's a 30 cent fee that you're going to be paying and i believe that that applies to orders even if they're canceled so keep that in mind now it sounds like you're being robbed but it's 30 cents i i wouldn't i wouldn't lose your mind over it i mean how many orders do you get canceled anyways? I get maybe like five canceled a month, so I'm out a buck fifty. I'll take it. Like it's not a big deal. But it's important because that stuff can add up if you start to have a bigger store and maybe you're you're losing sixty dollars a month and you don't realize it, I mean, those sorts of things can add up. Those are losses that you can account for on your taxes and every bit helps. So you do want to be accounting for that fee, that 30 cent fee every time. The one time you will not be charged this, if you go back on your eBay invoices, your old ones. I don't know about the new ones Because they've switched things over March, April to a new invoicing structure where you're actually going to have fees taken from your items immediately, rather than like they used to do some weird thing where they would take fees at the end of the month, and it was really confusing. Mercari, Poshmark, they all just take it directly when the sale's made. Very simple, very easy to see what your fees were for each sale. I don't know why eBay hasn't done that yet. Either way, they're doing that now. But back when they didn't do that. You used to be able to see, okay, like what was my fee per item and all that different stuff. And it used to be that I would get these negative 30 cent charges. So basically they were giving me like 30 cents back every month for shoes. And I was always going, why do I get these? Well, shoes have zero fees. I didn't realize that. I thought that they had zero fees for for the final value fee the variable portion which is the percentage point not the actual 30 cents that you get charged every time but they do they do have zero zero fees at all so zero fees for the variable part which is the percentage and then zero fees for that 30 cents for shoes so over athletic shoes over a hundred dollars keep that in mind they have to be athletic shoes they have to be men's or women's and they have to be over a hundred dollars basically your hype shoes or any nice Nike sneakers running shoes whatever's over a hundred bucks i believe they have to be new but Don't quote me on that. They've changed it a lot since I last looked at it. But at first, it used to be they had to be over 200 bucks. Now, I think it's over 100 bucks, and they have to be new. So, that being said, moving moving away from that, that's your $0.30 fee. You will have that every transaction. Now, the other part, that was the non-variable. It doesn't vary. It it doesn't change, so that's why it's non-variable. The variable portion changes per sale. And this is important to keep in mind. You are charged a percentage of the entire transaction. That means of your sale price, of the shipping you charged, and there is some weird thing where if you charge shipping and the buyer selects I don't know, it somehow has to do with the cheapest shipping you offers what you'll be charged for. I don't know. I don't know how to how to calculate that. Cause I'm imagining you're going to be charged for the shipping that the person pays as well, but I have to look at that i don't do a whole lot of paid shipping anymore so it's not as big of a deal for me i typically just figure it in as being somebody paid this amount so i'm going to be docking myself in my spreadsheet the amount that they paid me and stuff but i do need to to do some verification on that because it was like if you offer cheaper shipping and they choose more expensive shipping you're only charged the fee on the cheaper shipping which works out better for us but if they're paying us for more expensive shipping and eBay's only taking the fee from the cheaper shipping. You have to figure out what the cheaper shipping rate would be. That's a mess. So I haven't looked at that yet. I'm just trying to get the basics down right now. Either way, though, you will be charged on the total sale price. So the price that you sell it for, the total price of shipping and handling that you charge. And then the sales tax. You will be charged the sales tax. And from what I can see, and it says any other varying charges as well, just basically to cover themselves. But basically, that's your revenue. So your revenue is all the money that comes in per sale. So, I mean, that's that's kind of how I take it. The, the money that comes in per sale is is sometimes you'll sell something for like 49.99 and you see that you get paid 54 30 or something like that and then you're like well where did this extra money come from i didn't charge shipping so how that's your tax and they take a percentage of the tax now they call it a commission fee i believe meaning well we're doing all the collecting a tax for you so we're going to take our percentage of that because if not you'd have to collect it yourself which if that's really what it is whatever okay at least i don't have to go to 50 states and try and figure out if i owe them tax or not at the end of the year and do all that kind of crap that would be a mess But at the same time, I don't even know if it's legal to charge their own percentage on sales tax, so I don't know. I have no idea. They just take the total amount, though, that comes in, and they charge you on that. I used to only think that it was charged on the sale price and the saleship and I didn't realize tax was involved with that as well. So keep that in mind too. It is important to remember those sorts of things. You are being charged on the tax and it is a varying percentage. So you can't just add the tax in and say, here's what I'm paying every month because you are losing. I was originally going to think, okay, maybe I could just do all my tax, add up all the tax at the end of the, the month, put it as its own single line item and, and that's fine and then take a percentage of that. But you're charged varying percentages. So if you have an item sell that's a gaming console, they're charged 6.55% for somebody on managed payments at the store. Okay, 6.55%. Normally, you're charged about 1255 So you're saving almost half, right? Almost half of what you're paying, which is really nice. If you're selling PlayStations, you're making a killing. But at the same time, if you're charged 6.55% on the total sale, you're charged 6.55% on the tax as well. So you can't just add all that up at the end of the month and then take your 12.55% away that eBay typically charges for stuff when you have a store or I guess it's actually 11.7% if you have a store. So go back on that. It's 11.7% if you have a store, typically for most categories, but there are categories that vary, and I believe that the I believe the gaming consoles one is around 6.55. Either way, if you go back to that and you're thinking, okay, well, I, I'm going to do all my shipping, all my tax charges at the end of the month, well, you can't. You can't do that because it's going to have a varying fee every time that you every time that you you add all that up. So if you just add up, let's say you paid $100 in tax, well, some of that $100 may have been taxed at 6.55%. Some of it may have been taxed at 8.7%. Some of it may have been taxed at... Uh, at 11.7% and some of it may have been taxed at 14.55% or or whatever their, their way that they do that is. And and just to make things even more confusing, if I haven't lost you yet, if you're a top rated seller and you offer free returns within 30 days and you offer one to two day handling time, well, you are also going to get a 10% discount on your final fees. So now you have to go back and figure out what that discount is. It's it's difficult. And why, why am I saying this? So, the reason I'm saying all this is mainly because I think that as sellers, you should be aware that this is this is how you're being charged. You're being charged on things that are, that are kind of varying every time. So you have to account for the tax, you have to account for the sale price, you have to account for the sales shipping, and then after that, you have to figure out what your percentage off of that was. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't realize that you're being charged every time you do any of these things. So... There's two types of eBay fees. I just wanted to cover those. It's not super exciting, but it is something you need to know. There's variable, which is your percentage every time. There's like 60 different categories if you have a store. If you don't have a store, there's only about 10 or 11 that you need to keep track of. But definitely go look those up on eBay. Type in on Google. eBay, managed payments if you're on managed payments, store selling fees, or just regular selling fees. And there's two different web pages. One shows you if you have a store. One shows you if you don't. And then if not, just type in eBay selling fees and there should be a link somewhere for if you're just doing PayPal. Now it only shows you what PayPal with a store would be. So you may need to call eBay and figure out if you don't have a store and you're still doing PayPal payments, what your fee would be. But at some point at the end of the year, they're all moving everybody. eBay's moving everybody to manage payments anyways. It was in the seller update for spring and that's what their plan is so just keep that kind of stuff in mind because it is helpful especially when you're doing taxes and stuff like that you want to know that stuff just it's helpful it's helpful information and it's better to know that kind of stuff know exactly how much you're paying every time you make a sale every time some a transaction happens what your your price is for your business and what you're actually making and what you're netting every sale so keep that kind of stuff in mind hopefully that helps you out hopefully that didn't confuse you at all if you have any questions hit me up on instagram at match and i will see you tomorrow with another podcast have a good one Peace.